0: Hey guys, Laura Dominguez here,
1: and uh, Jose Garcia,
2: and Leo Yanez, and today our segment is what the F is a stock?
1: Ooh, what <laughs> is a stock?
2: Yes. Do you know what a stock is,
0: Laura? Um, Kind of, not really. I'm going to go ahead and let Jose explain that to us.
2: So what is a stock, Jose? Tell us.
1: Yeah, good question. Um, so, you know, we all know about owning a company, right? So we talk, we just talked about being an entrepreneur and starting your own business. So, right. Essentially, let's look at it from that perspective. If you were to start your own company, mm-hmm. who's the owner of the company? We are. Yeah, you are. So you own a hundred percent of the company, right? There's no right. other owners. You're you're the only owner, Top right? Dog. Huh? Top, Top dog. dog. Yes. <laughs> you're CEO, you're president. Alpha. You know, yeah. Yeah. You're the janitor and all of those, right? Yeah. So you, pretty much. <laughs> you wear a lot of hats, and you're a hundred percent owner of that business as well. So yeah. you know. Maybe you take on a partner and you might give them, you know, half of it, let's say. But you're still mm-hmm. at that time, you're still a private company. You you can give half ownership to somebody as mm-hmm. a partnership, right? Or our however many ways you want to split it. But um, but essentially, it's still private. So what a stock is 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 when a company actually goes public. So they're not privately held anymore. Now they become public, and as a public company, you you have a little, you know, some additional advantages, including being able to sell shares of the company. Mm-hmm. So, and you can split that up however you want. I just mentioned, you know, going in as a partner on a, on a you know, on a private business, and that means 50-50, right? right? There are some companies out there that have over a billion shares of stocks, mm-hmm. you know, of yeah. stocks. So that means that's how many different partners, individuals. essentially, individuals that own that make up the ownership of that company so wow. by owning one share now yes. there's only two shares that means you own half of the company <laughs> right but if there's right. if there's yeah. 10 shares and you only own one then you own a 10th but if there's a thousand shares or even more if there's a million shares or even a billion shares and you only own one then you mm-hmm. own one millionth of, of, of that a company. company yeah
2: so how do uh the companies break down i guess how many shares they decide to put out
0: yeah i was thinking the same thing
1: yeah, so really good question. Essentially, that comes down to the evaluation. Okay? And okay. You, you, we hear about how you know, hedge funds and, and even companies, for that matter, manipulate stock pricing.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and this question comes into play because it's easy to drive the price of something when the, um, when the supply of it is scarce. Okay. So let's say wood right now. Wood is like really ridiculous. expensive, right? Or housing is also ha- has gone up. Um, and, and you know, even, okay. For those who live in California and those who watch the news, like there was a point where water was really scarce in California. They were, they were told not to water, you know, their yeah, crowd. Water restrictions. Yeah. So, or, or fuel. Okay. Even better example, fuel prices, right? Mm-hmm. You remember when the hurricane hit, Houston, and there's a scarcity of gasoline. What happened to the price? Oh, yeah, yeah, it went up. It's like $20 a gallon, yeah. So, you know, or toilet
2: paper during COVID. (laughs) Everybody is like, What the heck is wrong with people? This is completely You can only buy one per family. Come on, like, if there's only two butts at your house and there's five at mine, you do not need more cases than me,
1: right? (laughs) So, this all goes back to supply and demand and the scarcity. So, if you choose to only issue, you know, a very few amount of stocks It's really easy to manipulate the price because there's a scarcity of, 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 of stocks, mm-hmm. but there's a there's a balance between how many stocks you want to issue to to provide a scarcity to the value of the company and the value of the price of the stock. So let, let, let me give you a, a real simple scenario. Let's say you want to only issue 10 shares of stock. And that would be very scarce, right? There are very few shares yeah, that somebody right, could buy, right, right. right? Now this is this doesn't happen, of course. They normally right. issue thousands or yeah, millions yeah. of shares on on what's called an IPO, an initial public offering. But just for time's sake and mathematical sake, you know, to make it easy for our listeners and even myself to do the math, let's say a company only issues ten shares of stock, but but let's say the company is worth a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if the company is already worth a million dollars, that means each one of those shares of stock needs to be worth a hundred thousand dollars. Now, mm-hmm. how many people are going to buy one share of stock for a hundred thousand okay. dollars? Very minimal. Yeah, yeah, not no, very not, many people yeah. are going to go and buy that stock. Right. So they have. To, there's that balance of okay, what issue price do we need to make it attractive for investors to want to buy a share? Mm-hmm. Yet still issue few enough to make it scarce enough, so that we can drive up the price. Yeah. Right, right. Because it maybe maybe you say, oh well, I want to issue them at only one dollar each. But if if your if your your company's already worth a million dollars, that means you have to issue one million shares. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's easy to sell shares at a at a, a, a price target of one dollar. Yeah. yeah. But then they're not as scarce anymore. There's so much inventory. What happens when you have too much inventory in the market? What yeah. happens to prices? Go down. They go down. Yeah, if there's too much of something, like look at the price of, I mean, w- top water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's cheap because it's a, it's an abundant resource. Yeah. Why do they not bottle oxygen? Because it's free, you breathe it for free. Technically, yeah. Academy does have a bottle right. Maybe you're for $15. <laughs> But I mean, essentially, I we don't, have to, to yeah, don't have, we have, to have to go to the buy. We don't have to go buy it. Buy it. It's out right. free. Yeah, it's, it's an abundant resource, yeah. right? So if you make something abundant, then you know the, the value of the abundant resource is very low. So these are things that companies have to consider when deciding, okay, when we decide to go public, what price do we want to offer our stock at? And how many shares do we want to offer? Now... To kind of segue into a really good point is that after a company has been established for a long time, and let's say let's take Apple for for instance, the value of Apple is the 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 highest valued company in the world. It's worth over two trillion dollars, trillion with a T. Like that's unfathomable for most people to under to understand really. How much a trillion dollars is it's a yeah. lot of zeros. Yeah. It's a lot of zeros. I mean a, a trillion seconds is more than the lifetime of like like all the people on this earth, potentially, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's it's a really, really long time. Yeah. Or a really, really big number. And they're worth over two trillion dollars. But what is their stock price? Their stock price today is hundred and twenty-six dollars. So you take you take a hundred and twenty-six dollars times i think they have 18 or so let's say it's about 18 billion shares of stock that's why they're worth 2.268 trillion dollars right now damn right so they have they have 18 billion shares out there right so that's there is a lot of shares of stock, which is that's one of the companies that's really hard to manipulate. You can't manipulate that stock right. Yeah. So why is it so cheap? Why is it? Why is it only one hundred twenty-six dollars, where Amazon right now is trading for three thousand three hundred twenty-eight? Yeah, that's a grip right there. Damn. Right. So the price of Amazon is is very expensive, but who, which company is worth more? Uh, Apple. Obviously. Apple is worth more because they have more shares. Yeah. Right. Amazon doesn't have nearly as uh, as many shares available. So if I were to look at Amazon, you know, Amazon.
2: And if you sit here and think about it, they're both big companies. Yeah, of course, I mean, I'm, we're Amazon's, taking large companies. Amazon's a daily at some people's doorsteps and, yeah. and they all have the iPhone that they ordered to the Amazon <laughs> also,
1: so. Yeah. So like Amazon, for instance, if I look right now, their shares outstanding are only 500 million versus Apple shares outstanding are, billion, really you know, eighteen billion, right?
2: So Amazon's, uh, let's say, Amazon stocks are
1: more exclusive. Yes, that's a great way to look at it. It's like they're more exclusive, so they're they're more you know they're more valuable um, per share, um, and that causes volatility in the market, right? It's 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 something that day traders like, you know, they like volatility in the market because you can make a lot of money on moves up and down, right? You only need one share at Apple. Apple may only move two or $3 up and down a day. So you need to buy a lot of shares in order to make a, uh, a, a yeah. large amount of money on a, on, on, a, on a move from Apple. But Amazon could potentially move $100 in one day. So you only need one share to make $100 per share. Yeah, yeah. it's right? a bigger risk mm-hmm.
2: though if you end up
1: losing. It's, it's not necessary. That's one of the big misconceptions um, amongst new traders is that well if I buy a more expensive stock it's, it's a higher risk not necessarily because it's all about risk management, right? If you're if you're gonna risk a hundred dollars Then you only buy one share because if you know the the average trading range of a stock like Amazon is a hundred dollars You know, you're not gonna buy more than one share So you don't you don't risk more than a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. you know at maximum if it moves in one direction even if it goes against you one share is only gonna you're only gonna potentially lose a hundred dollars mm. now of course it's a high risk if you buy a lot of shares right yeah. that that's that's what you know too many of these people on you know these meme stocks or these these furu traders that pretend to be gurus but they're just right. fake gurus talking about i made twenty thousand dollars on a single trade well that's not really a trader that's a gambler yeah they yeah. went really heavy and they, they took a big risk right buying you know a too many shares more honestly more shares than they should have that's called gambling right if you're truly managing your risk and' you're, you're in this game to make money on a daily basis like your job like you go to you go to work you don't get your whole salary up front right yeah, right, right. If, you're, if, you're, if you have a sixty thousand salary when, when you show up at your first day they don't just hand you 60 grand and you walk <laughs> away right right your expectations so, yes. are I'm gonna go to work every day and get my daily you know income my, yeah. my weekly income right? And, and that's what most people don't understand. That's how trading works, right? You manage your risk. You really shouldn't ever have one of those big days because, because that means you're risking too much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you had one of those big days, you're just as likely to lose that much. And then what happens? You, you, your entire ability to make money is based on the fact that you have funds to trade with. If you have no money, You can't buy and sell. So so if you lose all that money, what happens to your job? Yeah, you're out of of work, right? It's kind of like being a truck driver and risking your truck on one job. Yeah, You know, taking the riskiest road ever. Like going and driving when there's ice. That's kind of a good analogy. Like there's ice all over the road. People are saying staying off the road. And your very first job as a truck driver, you're going to go take a heavy load on on a lot of ice. Mm -hmm. You guys saw that, what, 50-plus car pileup in Fort Worth earlier this year imagine if you were a first time truck driver and you're going to take a heavy load out on that ice that's equivalent that's tantamount to funding your your brokerage account and going all in on AMC (laughs) (laughs) right thinking it's going to keep going up Buying it at $72 but and then watching not- it drop the very next day down to, th- and losing half of
2: your money That's yeah. in 24-hour period. I saw so many people on my friends list, like, uh, you know, y'all get on AMC, it's the wave, y'all are welcome, like, bro, you did that because it already broke, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people already know about it, but what's funny is that you want to, like, you, like, and, you know, a couple of your buddies that you told us about that took that, I mean, the people that did make huge amounts of money is because they put a huge amount in it. Yeah, and, and they're they're and their sharing of their knowledge as far as that is just a highlight reel because they're not going to yeah. show you when they do a lot of the next yeah. day <laughs> <laughs>
1: potentially. Uh, the next they didn't day. say like, "Well, I lost it all." Right. Wednesday, and got it Tuesday. Right, because they don't have a strategy. They're trading on hopes and dreams. Yeah. Much like a gambler yeah, would at yeah. the casino, right? There's no strategy. Me, if I can show you my trading portfolio. I'll show you. I bought 250 shares of AMC because I saw a symmetrical triangle pattern. Very early when it was when it broke $13, I bought mm-hmm. 250 shares at $13, and I had targets. My first target was $17, so when it hit $17, I sold half of my position. Mm-hmm. My second target was $20. At $20, I sold another quarter of my position, mm-hmm. and then I was holding on to the last amount of my position um, as a long-term position. I said I've taken the profit that I needed. I I hit the targets that I needed to. Mm-hmm. I was able to redeploy the rest of the capital on another trade like you should. And and on a long-term strategy, which is a different strategy than my day t- day trade strategy, I held on to the last remaining shares and when it hit $70, I felt that it was way too overextended and I didn't want to I didn't want to participate on a on a down on a on a correction. So I sold the remaining shares at $70 and guess what it did the very next day? It dropped to 36 bucks. Yeah. Right. So, But people were buying it at $72. Yeah. yeah because Literally, they, people were buying it at $72. Well, they
2: saw people online, social media, posting about it. Then they jumped on the wave, and
1: then they rode that wave when it went down. Yeah. But little do mo- most people know, they don't appreciate why it did that. So, you know, one of my friends was was so interested. I, I, and I'm glad these events are, are causing people to get excited about it because I, I enjoy teaching people you know, and I've got calls recently about, hey, you know, can you teach me what you do? Because yeah. they, they know I've been training for a while. But obviously it
0: took you time to get there. Yeah, I mean, there it's taken me like years
1: that. to understand these disciplines, you know. But but she said that she was reaching out to people because they were posting that they made so much money on AMC. And I said, well, oh, oh let me finish that, that statement. Because then when they try to reach out to these people, um, after asking them, hey, how did you make this money? They really couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were frustrated that, well, what, if you're posting that you're making all this money, you know, <laughs> well, what, what are you trying... What's the purpose of you posting it, right? Yeah. Like, I posted some of my gains, but I do it with the purpose of teaching people. Right. Right? I, I provide a platform where I can teach people. And, and so then she she remembered that, oh, you know, oh, I have a friend that trades too Let me reach out to him. and yeah. And I said, well, the reason... I mean, I, I don't know who this person that they reached out to, but I said, there's some... There's probably some good reason why they did not and maybe one of the reasons is that they don't know they don't know. Right? Yeah, they, they were lucked just gambling. Out. Yeah, they lucked out. yeah, they just got lucky on a trade and they were excited about it, so That's, they shared it. Yeah. You know, but but if they they, they they could have lost all that money the very yeah. next day and they probably won't share that. Right? Yeah.
0: Right. So what would you say to you know, our listeners are listening to us right now, what are some steps or some things that you wanna look for before you start trading?
2: What's a good starter kit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so and, and that's a really good question. I want to a- I want to answer that. But before I do, I, I want since you know since AMC is on the forefront of you know the news and and, and even things like GameStop right um, mm-hmm. w- was on the news and you know this term short squeeze is, is being thrown around a lot and a lot of people don't understand it. So the reason a- stocks like AMC and um, and uh, GameStop skyrocketed so quickly is because of this short squeeze and, and, and this isn't the first time that it's happened it's happened many many times if you go back in history um, if you go back about 20 years and look at Volkswagen stock the same thing happened to it and there's many many examples of this but essentially you can make money not only buying a stock and selling it at a higher price but you can also make money borrowing a stock at a higher price, and then and then buying it back at a lower price, thus making the difference, right? So that's called short selling. Mm-hmm. So if you don't own a stock, you can actually borrow it for somebody at a high price, and then buy it back when it's lower and give it to back to them at a lower price, and, and you profit off of that. So what happens is companies like GameStop and companies like AMC, large, you know, in these cases, large hedge funds have have very large positions short. They're short the stock, meaning they want to try to profit on the fall of the stock price mm-hmm. well what happens is if the price goes up um and or, or before i even mention that um for you to close the position what do you have to do if you're short selling what do you have to do to close it i have no idea Let <laughs> me <laughs> i think most people don't know that if you're borrowing a stock at a high price and you want to make profit on the price drop then you have to buy it from somebody else at a cheaper price. So what happens when you buy a stock? It various, obviously. And what happens when a lot of people buy a stock? Price goes the up. Partner. Price goes up. So what a short squeeze is, is not only do you get participation in the market when the normal people are buying it, but but you're also getting participation from everybody who's short the stock mm-hmm. to either close their position or get out of it before they lose more money. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot, a lot of people don't know about margin, and most people operate on leverage. On this, on this podcast, we talk about how to leverage your money, and one of the, the ways you can leverage your money is you take what's called margin. If you're a day trader, you can get four to one margin, meaning that if you put twenty five thousand dollars in account, you can trade with up to one hundred thousand dollars. They're giving you four to one margin. Or overnight, you can trade with two to one um, leverage, which means that if you put twenty five thousand dollars in account, you can trade, you can buy up to fifty thousand dollars worth of stock. Now if you're shorting if you're shorting a stock and it and the price is going up that means you're losing money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to maintain a certain amount of cash balance on your margin account otherwise you have to deposit more funds. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you don't have enough money to deposit in there, you have to close your position at a loss. Yeah. So that's where you lose. That's why when they say, you know, these hedge funds are losing billions is because all of these investors on Wall Street bets are forcing the price of AMD and, and GameStop to go up, thus forcing these hedge funds to close their position at a loss because they don't have the funds to cover the margin. Yeah. Right. And so I know this is getting into a lot of technicals, and we can have a whole other episode, but I, I just felt like I should share that. And these are the kind of risks associated with most people not understanding what they're doing, right? They they, get, they buy they, they open up a Robinhood account that says, hey, you can buy a put on this if you think it's going to go down. But little do people know that if you have a margin account, you have margin maintenance, meaning that if you have a position that goes against you, you have to deposit more funds. Mm-hmm. As opposed to trading with just cash, you're, you only risk losing what you put in. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're trading on margin, you could, you could actually lose more than you even put in.
2: Yeah, more than you had, causing
1: you to go into.
0: Breaks. Kind of give you credit, pretty much. They give you credit, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like
1: going to the casino and using the house money, right? Yeah, trade. exactly. Right, you can lose more than you even had going in.
2: And y'all, people always
1: lose when they are on the house. Mm-hmm. So but, what yeah. I would say is to answer your question is if you if you want to trade with real money, start with a cash account, meaning you're never you, you'll be forced to never trade with margin.
2: Or even before that, I know that we talked a little bit about it. You know, there's accounts or like paper accounts that you can practice yeah. on, right? Before Correct. you actually even try to go in with your own money,
1: yeah, use fake money. Exactly, and that's such a great recommendation. If you really want to learn the stock market and how to trade, the best thing to do is open up a, a good brokerage, right? And you want a brokerage that's going to provide good charting tools, because essentially that's what traders do. They track the statistics of the stock, right? There's fundamental traders and there's technical traders. And fundamental traders are more investors. There's a difference. Here's what a lot of people might not realize is there's a big difference between what's called an investor and a trader. Investors buy and hold stock. There's not a lot of strategy when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Because even if the the position goes against you and you're losing money, your intention was to hold it for the long term so you're not worried about it. Mm -hmm. You don't need to go back and redeploy that capital after taking profit. You're just going to hold it for the long term, right? Yeah. And that's what I was for a very long time. You know, I was buying stock in 2008 after the housing crash because the stocks were so cheap. My intention was to use money that I I wasn't using to buy cheeks to buy stocks at a, at, a, at a low price and just hold it. And I did. I held stocks for over 10 years, and I literally i I was holding those some of those positions all the way up until I saw that when COVID, you know, all the news of COVID came out and I saw that stock started to sharply crash. That was the first time I sold some of those positions. I held it for that long, not all of them, but you know, I still had some of the very same positions I bought in 2008, I was still holding that long. And that's called an investor, right? Mm -hmm. I was earning dividends and I was holding a stock position that was slowly gradually going up. Was I taking a daily income from it? No that's called an investor versus what I do daily what I do daily is I buy a stock analyzing what I believe the price is going to do it has not it has very little to do with what company it is it it really doesn't have anything to do with what the company is it has everything to do with what the price action is saying mm-hmm. it has to do with what's called supply and demand earlier we talked about mm-hmm. the price of lumber so that the you know there's lower supply and there's a high demand mm-hmm. so that's causing the price to go up yeah. That's what I'm looking at when I day trade. And every morning I get up and I look at is there is there a demand for this stock? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the company is. I don't need to know what the company does. I just need to know is there a demand for it and is the is is this stock scarce? Is there a scarcity yeah. of it? And and if I know those things and I look at things like the amount of volume that's coming in and I look at what the price action is telling me i have I, I i can look at statistically what what is the probability of this going up or down and that's how i enter a trade and before i enter a trade i know what my target is mm-hmm. i i might say for it to give you an example i might say okay if this stock is 20 dollars, i my target is a two dollar gain so i need if i want to make 200 dollars, i need to buy 100 shares and if I buy hundred shares and it moves two dollars up, I'm gonna sell it at twenty-two dollars. No matter what happens, that's my target. When it hits twenty-two dollars, I'm gonna exit it no matter what. I don't care if Wall Street bets is saying, Oh, hold it, you know, for life or whatever. Yeah. That's not my my strategy is to exit at twenty-two dollars and that's what exactly what I'm gonna do. So I made two hundred dollars, that might, might be my goal, and now I'm done. If it goes against me, I'm gonna close it before I lose too much. So if it drops. By the time it hits $19, I'm going to exit it. So my maximum exposure is I'm only going to lose $100. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so anybody who wants to trade, if you're trading with real money, you have to ex- accept that you will lose money. Mm-hmm. It's just like starting a business, right? Right. You, Let, you know, if first. you have to in- invest in your business, you understand that there are so many expenses that you, you have to pay advertising expenses. You know, you have to pay supply cost expenses. you know that you're going to lose that money but with the intention of recouping it at some point it's just like trading you have to accept the fact that not every trade you're going to make money on Mm -hmm. and that's a problem with a lot of these meme stocks is that they only show you that they're making money and that's not realistic it's not realistic to think that you're going to come into this business and Mm -hmm. make money every day and don't get me wrong I've had winning streaks I've I've gone for two months straight without taking a loss in the market but I've also had other months where I've I've had some consistent losers where at the end of the month, I, I it was a it was a losing month. Yeah. But over the grand scope, I know statistically that the majority of my trades do make money, and as long as I know that, I know that I will be profitable in this business.
2: hmm Correct. And uh, you know, just to catch everyone up, everything that we're talking about right now, as far as like you know the ups and downs, those are the big squiggly lines, guys. That sometimes people show and we don't understand. Them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so understanding the charts, and that's why I don't yeah. recommend you know platforms like Robinhood is because they don't have some of those advanced charting options.
2: What do you think is a good uh, platform to start off with, aside from like a paper one? Well, do you know of any good paper
1: ones? Absolutely. Most good platforms allow you to paper trade. So I have a couple different brokerage. My day trade, I use TD Ameritrade, and I, I trade on their thinkorswim platform mm-hmm. to day trade. I like their charting tools, and I like... Their trading tools. I use what's called a price ladder in order to enter and exit my trades. It gives me the ability to do it very quickly, right? Versus I use uh, Merrill Lynch brokerage for my long-term trades because I don't need to execute trades quickly. Mm. In those instances, I, those are designed for longer holds, right? Mm-hmm. I'm de- uh, the strategy is to hold them for a long period of time. But I also use a. If you don't want, you know, uh, to have to download um, this, you know, Thinkorswim platform, then. What I highly recommend is I also use a platform called Weeble. And it's a very light platform. You can can install it on your phone. They have a a phone app. And they also have uh, a very simple to use desktop app and a cloud app um, that gives you very similar charting tools so that you can learn truly how to read a chart. Because a chart isn't just a line that goes up and down. That's called a line graph. Mm -hmm. That doesn't truly tell you what's happening with the price. It gives you an average of what's happening with the price. Okay. The the way that you truly analyze a stock is by looking at a candlestick. And the candlestick tells you, if it's a green candlestick, that means it closed at a higher price point. And if it's a red candlestick, that means it closed at a lower price point. And you can look at different time increments, like a one-minute time increment, a two-minute time increment, a five-minute, a fifteen-minute, one hour, even a one day, and you use a multiple time frame analysis like that to determine a pattern, mm-hmm. and that's how technical traders trade. They trade based on uh, the analysis of patterns that they're that are developing over multiple time frames, mm-hmm. and that's how you produce a statistical idea. You know a. a Common, a real simple way to look at it is flip a coin a hundred times. What do you think is the probability of how many times you will get heads and how many times you will get uh, tails? I mean, it
2: depends on what kind of coin you use. <laughs> <laughs> you could get a loaded coin and that sucker will hit on the tails every time. Right. No, but, but a, I know what going on is, yeah, obviously it's 50-50 because
1: there's two sides to exactly. the coin. And... It's 50-50. So if you look at trading from that statistical probability, it, if you're right half the time and you're wrong half the time, as long as you manage your risk, as long as you take your risk to two times your risk, meaning I'm going to make $200 on my winners and I'm only going to take a $100 loss, you will still make money at the end of the month. Right? Yeah. Even if you're only half, right half the time. Mm-hmm. But once you get good because you've practiced over a long period of time, your probability gets better because you become better equipped to recognize When the trade goes in your direction, in your favor. And it still doesn't go in your favor all the time. My best month, because I track this, and every trader should track it, is I I had one month where 78% of the trades that I took the entire month went in the direction that made me money. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that was a very profitable month. But there are other months where I was probably my worst month, and this was probably when I first started, was like 45%. Mm-hmm. You know, but on average, I would say for, for a whole year, I, I had a whole year where my average was around 65%, and that's more than enough to be profitable in yeah, this business. Yeah, for sure. You know, you but, but you only need to be right half of the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially if, like how you said about your odds, you know, 200 to 100. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer. But, man... I've really taken a backseat on this because I'm barely learning about all this. Like, whenever he was talking about candlesticks, the first time, I was just like, okay, so we're <laughs> going to bring lighter. But, no, yeah. it's uh, Honestly, once you get down to it, it's like anything else. Once you practice it and get the hang of it and start understanding it, you know, you're going to jump in. It's, I guess the matter is to not get overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and the reason I think a lot of people get overwhelmed is because – You know, there's this false perception that, you know, people are showing Lamborghinis and they're showing these meme stocks where they're they're making making $20,000. They're making it look easy. And it's giving people this impression that, oh, I can make $20,000. False hope. Yeah, it's giving these people false hope. So, you know, a simple analogy is like, okay, if you wanted to start golfing and the very first day you hit the golf course, you're going to go trade. You're going to go compete with Tiger Woods. Yeah. What's the likelihood (laughs) of you beating Tiger Woods your first day golfing? I mean, it depends on what meme I saw. Right. (laughs) You know, you're not going to go best tire with your first time out, exactly. which is why you shouldn't go risk, you know, your entire account on one trade. Correct. So the best thing to do, honestly, is if you want to go out and start is buy one share of stock and see what happens. Mm-hmm. When you put your money on the line, your perspective changes, right? So paper trading is kind of like playing Monopoly. Like you're going to buy as many of the houses as you want because it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you you're not using your real money, you know, but so you might, you might just play around with the paper trading, but I would advise, put a little bit of money in a brokerage account. And when you want to trade buy one share of a, of a cheaper stock, mm-hmm. because even if it goes against you, you're probably not going to lose a lot of money. I mean, even if it drops 20 bucks, the worst you're going to do is lose $20, $20 right? Yeah. So, and that's very rare for one stock, you know, that's only worth. Forty dollars to drop twenty dollars. That's pro- It's very unlikely for yeah. that to happen. But at least since money's on the line, it you're gonna it's gonna force yourself to watch. Why did the price drop? You're gonna yeah. look at these patterns, right? That that develop over time. Unlike you know thinking that well, I want to trade. You know, I want to study trading. You're not as incentivized to watch. What the price is doing, unless yeah. your money's on the line, right? <laughs> That's true. it's really hard to study. You know, I, I watch these charts all day, all day long, every day because I have money on the line. Yeah, you know, um, but for somebody else, they're not as motivated to watch these charts, right? That's true. So though. what I recommend is buy one share, get your feet wet. Yeah, buy one share, and then you're now motivated to watch what really happens to yeah. the price action. Why did it go down? And, and most people will realize it has nothing to do with the news. If, if you're if you're waiting to make a trade based on the news, you're, you're behind. behind. Yeah, you're behind the fact, right? Most of the time the news comes out and, and what happened happened already. It happened hours ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so the price action usually already happened. You're too late to the move at that point. Yeah. In most cases. In most yeah. cases. So you shouldn't rely on that. What you should rely on is learning how to identify, well, what se- what, ha- what happens in terms of supply and demand? What happens in terms of volume mm-hmm. when when buyers are stepping up or when sellers are stepping up that cause the price of a stock to go up or down? Sense of urgency. Sense yeah. of selling. Fine. And essentially, that's what it is. Like, if you were to go... Here's a good analogy. If any of our audience, or maybe one of you guys, have been to an auction. I've you know, been, the you've been to an online auction recently. Online auction, yeah. yeah. So what happens to... Pro- what, what forces the prices to go up? Interest. More people, wanting, people in. wanting it. Yeah, if you get a lot of people putting bids in, yeah. the price goes up. Yeah. But what ha- what causes the price to stay stagnant?
2: Lack of interest. Lack of
1: interest. That's the same thing with a stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If people are trying to buy it, but the price keeps going up, people are. Bidding higher and higher. Yeah, because they want it. Because they want it. That's exactly what happens with a stock. It's yeah. absolutely no different. So, yeah. does it matter what the company does? Yeah. No, uh, obviously no. Yeah. It really, uh, in the short folk, term, yeah. it doesn't. Of course, in the long term, it that does matter. So, people like Warren Buffett, they're long term investors. Mm-hmm. He's not a day trader. Yeah. Warren Buffett is not a day trader. Now, is he very wealthy? Of course, because he has so much money to invest with he can hold a position for years or months and and close out that position for such a massive profit that it can hold them for that next year, right? But for most people, they're looking for a a quicker return. And and if you're looking for a quicker return, it doesn't matter what stock really you're buying. As long as there's volume, as long as it's an active stock, Mm -hmm. and as long as there's uh, volatility, which you can profit on on the short term, whether the price is going down and you short it or the price is going up and you and you buy the stock, you can make money on the short term move. And short term move is based on how many people are bidding on it and how many people are selling. If more people are selling, guess what? The price goes down. Yeah. If more people are bidding on it to buy it, then the price, price goes, goes up. up. Correct. <laughs> Very nice. So
0: in your in your experience, what are some top three tips that you would tell our listeners to make sure that they do before they start trading. I know one of them, I was doing some research, said if, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail pretty much.
1: Right, yeah, and so, what a good question because, you know, I've already mentioned a few little things you can do, right? Pick the right brokerage, right? You know, Leo mentioned paper trading and I also mentioned don't go all in, right? Buy one share at a time and then yeah. learn that way. But, but to answer your question, you know have a have a plan. So let me give you another analogy. If you were to start a business, do you think you would start a business that you know nothing about? Like let's say okay, you've been in insurance for a long time, right? You right. sold in, you sold auto insurance for a really long time, but you probably never were a doctor. Right. Right. So if if one day you decide to be a doctor, are you going to go operate Uh, perform open-heart surgery on your first day on the job. I (laughs) wouldn't put a pastor (laughs) there.
0: I would probably I got
1: this. (laughs) Probably not, right? Right. So what would your plan be? Your plan would be, okay, I'm going to go to medical school first. Right. Right? (laughs) That would be the logical. Yeah, that would be the logical (laughs) approach. And then you might decide to, you know, work for a hospital once Mm -hmm. – you finish your medical, pro- right. you know, degree, and and you become licensed, right? right? You have to you have to pass, you know, your medical exam, become yes. licensed, and you're probably going to go work for a hospital at first. That's probably a good business plan, and then right. maybe at some point you're going to open your own practice, and now you have your own business, right? right. So there's this whole methodical <laughs> process before you open. And that, that how many sense. years did that take? Yeah, to sure. open your own practice, <laughs> right? right? You have this long plan, and and you have a really good idea of your whole business plan, it's like, if you're going to start a business, you're going to do a lot of research and development, and you're also going to build a business plan, and you might even have to present it to a banker in order to get a business loan, mm-hmm. right, if you, if you go get a loan, like, if you're going to buy a car, for, they, of course they check your credit, but they check the value of the car, are they going to give you more money than the car is worth? Oh, no, of course, no. Of course not. Right, it's just like if you go buy a home, a bank isn't going to give you more money than the house is worth. That's why they do an appraisal. We talked about this mm-hmm. on an earlier episode. Right. So, do you think a bank is going to give you a business loan, <laughs> you know, on uh, on something you have no clue about? Oh, oh hips. No. no! You're going to go in there, yeah, no. They're going to like they're going to like you're, uh, in, the uh, bank. Yeah, you're <laughs> in the wrong place. You know? Yeah, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. They want to see that you have a business plan before that they give you a loan. They want to know do you have. Do you have experience in this industry? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've actually worked in this industry as a manager for 10 years. Okay, great, check, right? Do you have a business plan? Yes, here's a proposal. Here's a 10 page proposal that describes exactly what I'm gonna do with the, with the money that I'm asking for. Oh, great, box checked. Now let's also check your credit. You know, so there's this whole checklist. Yeah. (laughs) There's this whole checklist that the banker is gonna determine whether, you know, you know what you're doing and whether they wanna put their money on the line and invest in you, essentially, right? So that's what you should do. If you wanna make money in this business, you have to have a plan. (laughs) Right, and and, and that's the misconception, right? The misconception is that, oh, I'm gonna put a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars in my brokerage account. Maybe you got a loan, right? Maybe you got a disaster relief loan or whatever. Maybe you got a bonus and you're like, "Oh, I want to double it." Mm-hmm. That's not a plan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you might as well take that ten thousand up to Oklahoma Choctaw. And yeah, that. exactly.
1: Because at least they're gonna give you free drinks and maybe they'll give you free a free complimentary drink. night, <laughs> yeah, complimentary night, and you can enjoy the night with your wife, you yeah. know, or something, or your significant other. Yeah. But if you put that money in your brokerage account, you lose half of the next day. You're not gonna. You don't get all those. <laughs> the only free night you're probably
2: going to get is outside Yeah, you in the doghouse.
1: Yeah. You spent how much? Yeah, you, you lost, lost how much? much money? Oh, yeah. yeah. But
2: this you should have felt the thrill, babe. Look right, right, right. <laughs>
1: but, but, but the Wall Street bet said it was going to keep going <laughs> up. That was yesterday. That's January. what that bald right. guy said
2: on the news. Yeah, that's
1: what they said. You know. I did
2: my research. Yeah. I saw Instagram pages.
1: Right. See, that person didn't have a plan, right? Yeah. So your plan should be, you know what? I'm going to spend a couple months paper trading first. Right? So you you might develop a business plan. Your business plan says that, okay, I have this money allocated to invest.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: before I invest it, I want to I want to study my this craft, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so just like becoming a doctor, you're going to go to school first. Mm-hmm. So my first recommendation is you know learn from somebody you know reach out to me if you want to there's plenty of courses online that I can run if you want to trade options go to trading alpha you know uh, uh, they they have or alpha uh, options they have a great resource on YouTube you know us versus hurt is another they have some free resources online you know if you want a subscription-based model you know I know that people like um, live traders op- offers a really strong you know co- online course Um, Or or, or work with somebody that you know has a successful track record, right? I offer a free um, channel on Discord that you can follow my trades. Yeah. Definitely recommend. Definitely recommend. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, for free, you can see my trades every single day. And I'll show you when I take a loss and I'll show you when I I make money. But at the end of every day, you know, I usually make money and it, it, it adds to my daily income. So you know, learn from somebody and, and, and be prepared to spend a certain amount of time learning first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, if, and during that time, of course, you can you can simulate like, her like a paper trading. You know, one of my best friends has an MBA and he actually joined my channel for a period of time. And, you know, he made money following me on some of my trades. But when he went off kind of half-cocked, he took a big loss also. Mm-hmm. Right. He thought that, he was making money on one trade because the stock price kept going up and he thought he was getting overconfident, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking that he couldn't lose because the stock that he chose kept going up. And that's great. I said, Hey, good for you. You know, you're making money, but he didn't have a plan. He didn't know when he was going to exit and redeploy on another, uh, on another trade. He just kept holding it. So he kept putting more money in and little did he know that the price could reverse and he ended up losing everything that he made in, in, in a matter of three days. He made, he lost everything he made in three months in a matter of, You know, three days because he kept putting more and more money, meaning that he kept risking more and more money on the same idea. He got greedy. He got overly confident without Mm -hmm. a plan, and he did that actually just against my advice. I told him he should have taken his cap. His, I told him earlier, way earlier, I should. He he should have taken his profit, but he. The reason he didn't want to listen to me is because he kept making money, so he thought he was he was smarter than me or whatever he wanted to think. Right. And he was making money for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but eventually he lost everything and even more than he, he made during that time. And I, the day that this was, you know, late last year when the market had a really big correction, I even told him he was following my trades. I told him the day I shorted the market, I said, The market is due for a correction it's extended over the nine day moving average and i felt like it was a good day to short it and i actually made money that day shorting the market when he was in a long position and he lost money because the market had such a large and quick correction that day right so that's just an example of failing to plan yeah so you know first i mentioned (laughs) um preparing time for study and then Then paper trading, you know, planning to take practice um, without a big risk. You know, don't put all your money in, buy one trade. And do that, have a plan to do that for a certain amount of time. And even after all of that time, maybe you spent several months studying and maybe you spent another several months practicing without risking a lot of money. And now you're ready to um, start having a daily income goal. You should start with a low income goal. Maybe Mm -hmm. say, you know, all I want to make is an extra twenty-five dollars a day, or I want to make I want to make twenty-five dollars a day. You shouldn't go in with an expectation that I want to make a thousand dollars a day, because (laughs) if you go in with that expectation, you can also lose a thousand dollars a day. But if you go in with the expectation that I'm only going to make twenty-five dollars a day, you don't risk a lot, and the the maximum you will lose is twenty-five dollars a day, and you can walk away from that. If you lose twenty-five dollars. You can still go and trade another day yeah but if you lose 2500 you might not be able to trade the next yeah, day yeah because kind of like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you could lose half or a quarter of your entire money that you set aside to trade with right yeah. and then you start losing you go into you could potentially lose more of the money than money that you even put in if you're on margin so you should you know trade with somebody for a while mm-hmm. you know and and put a business plan together because over that time that you studied and over that time that you practiced, you're able to say, okay, I'm only going to take the, the patterns. I'm only gonna, Let's say part of my business plan is I only trade, for the most part, a handful of stocks. Mm-hmm. I trade only large cap stock. That's part of my business plan. And mm-hmm. If you were to read my plan is I don't trade small cap stocks. I don't trade um, even medium-sized companies. Why? Because typically there's not enough volume. I trade – I, I trade very liquid stock, meaning that um, there's a lot of traders in it. And if I need to exit or enter a position, it's really easy for me because there's always somebody selling or, or buying the stock. Versus a small cap stock, a no-name company, there might, if you need to get out of a position, there might not be somebody to buy it from you. And you could continue suffering a loss. Yeah. Right. Un- unintentionally, even if you're trying to exit the position.
2: Yeah, because in order for you to get out, you have to have somebody wanting to buy it. Correct.
1: Um, so part of my you can't business just plan drop is it, you know? I don't I don't even trade. I never even trade those small companies because I want to reduce my risk of losing money. So I part of my business plan is I only trade large cap stocks. Another part of my business plan is I only take certain patterns. Right. I've identified patterns because I've looked at stock. Prices so much that I've identified the ones that I'm more likely to to win on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So okay, that's another part of my business plan. So I only trade large caps. I only take certain patterns. I another part of my business plan is I only trade during certain times of the day because I learned over that period of time that I practice yeah. that I tend to make more mistakes later in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I only trade during certain periods of the day when I know that I can capitalize on the volatility. Of that period of the day versus mm. having to manage a losing position when the stock price might not move as much right mm. so that's another part so I've, I have all these rules it's kind of like you can equate it to being a pilot right it, you know you have to go to school to be a pilot and then you have to you have to practice right you go through all these simulators yeah. because, right. before you actually yeah. fly a right. plane right? right probably as a truck driver you, you probably experienced something very similar mm. but you know, even when you're a pilot, you've gone through all this study, you become a licensed pilot and you've gone through all the simulations. But does that mean you can just jump in the cockpit and just and just fly whenever you want to? No. 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 There's actually a checklist yeah. before you can leave the tarmac. A pilot, by law, by regulatory law, they have to walk around the plane and check for all the safety mechanisms, right? They have to check off this whole list of things that they have to do before they get in the cockpit and start flying. Yeah. It's a really long list. Yeah. And they, if they, like, let's say if something happens and they weren't able to produce that list, they can lose their license.
2: Oh, for sure.
1: Right. And if there's a cause of death or injury, mm. right, and they were the ones at fault, mm-hmm. right, they can be risk, physical, you know, financial responsibility and, 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 and yeah, criminally prosecuted because that's what by law they were supposed to do. Now, if it's determined that a crash was due to a malfunction, then it's not their fault, right? Mm -hmm. As long as they could produce this checklist that they checked off, they're in the clear. It's, it's very similar to trading, right? Before I enter a position, I make sure it checks off all my boxes. Is it a large cap stock? Yeah check mark, okay, is it a, um, you know, it, 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 am I in the right time of day, check, yes, is it a pattern that I know statistically the probability of it going in the direction that I need it to, mm-hmm. yes, right, and I have a lot of others, but to keep it simple, you know, let me just sh- kind of show, and I do all of those things as well as I know when, what price I want to buy it, as well as. What price I will exit if it I'm if I'm losing. And I also know what price I'm going to exit it to take profit. It doesn't matter if it keeps going. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter to me.
0: Yeah.
1: I knew what my target is and I exit there. And as long as you follow your business plan, you, you stay sane. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people, I don't know if you Be know this. Be disciplined pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's that's disciplined.
2: All, exactly the word that yeah. I was thinking right now too.
1: I don't know if you know this, but people have committed suicide because they went all in on a position and they risked so much money and they lost so much money on one trade that they actually committed suicide, wow. yeah. right? This is somewhat of a common occurrence. It, there was a story about uh, a teenager who put money in a Robinhood account mm-hmm. and didn't know how to trade options and, and took an option trade and his when, when it went against him, his account Showed negative a hundred thousand dollars. Oh wow! And actually, wow. it wasn't even. It wasn't actually a hundred thousand dollar loss. It was the, the the position. If anybody knows options, and if you take advanced strategies, your account can reflect for a period of time this large loss. But that's because the 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 whole strategy hasn't executed yet. So, it, it unfortunately in this case, it was. It was just a temporary reflection in his account. Had he waited a day, he would have saw that his account balance would have altered. Now, he might have still lost some money, but it wouldn't have been anywhere near $100,000. Yeah. But in that time, he actually took his own life.
2: Oh, wow. wow. So
1: it, I, I give you that story, not necessarily to frighten you, but but to share that there it is an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, if you don't have a strategy and you don't know when you're going to exit, Yeah. Versus you don't, you, don't, you don't know when you're going to um, you know, take profit, it can be very emotional. And you can see losing money and you don't know when to exit. You're, you're asking people like, what should I do? What should I do? I'm losing money. And it's very emotional. But you should have you never taken the trade if you didn't know when you were going to exit it. Yeah. Because it causes these type of emotional roller coasters. Right? Okay. Okay. And it, it also goes back to the point that the money you have allocated for this, you should expect to lose. Because if you needed that money to pay rent, you, you better be darn <laughs> getting, sure that yeah. you're going to be really emotionally distressed that you could potentially lose that on right. one trade, right? And that's why I say not only should you invest money, you know, at a low risk, but invest money that you set aside to lose and then also have a plan so you never lose it all on one trade. Right.
2: Diversify. But, man, that's a lot of knowledge. I think uh, we can call this one a wrap. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? I feel overwhelmed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it all makes sense. I'm still in the learning process. At first, I was looking at it, too, and I'm like, what in the world did I get myself into? And now it makes more sense. I look at it, you know, from time to time and things like that, which I still have a lot to learn. But I remember when Jose was first teaching me about it, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't know what the hell this is. So, yeah. But now it's so much. I I can sit here, and I'm getting excited, like, oh, my God, look, look, it's going up, it's going down. But I've learned... You know, from I've seen you lose, I've seen you win, you know, from five minutes the other day. In five minutes, you're like $125, which was exciting. But you can also lose that as well. Exactly. So I think it's being real disciplined and making Mm -hmm. sure, hey, this is where I'm getting in, this is where I'm getting out. And then that's it. Because I know sometimes, too, we're like, it's going up. And we're gonna leave it in there, it's still gonna go up, and then all of a sudden, meow, we were like, oh, I knew I should
1: have got out. So, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah for sure. Plan and, and make sure you do your research before you actually
1: do it. So, yeah. and what's so cool is that you saw that that trend, you know, that whole yeah, like evolution in me, right? Because you first knew me when I was only an investor, yes, right? I wasn't really, I wasn't day trading, I was holding long positions, I yes. Think. And then over the course of the time that we've known each other, you saw when I became interested in day trading yeah. and I learned new strategies. Yes. And back then I was really emotional. If you, yeah. if you remember, right? There were times <laughs> where I got really, because I hadn't developed my plan yet. Yeah. Now you can see, even if I'm taking a loss one day, you can see how, con- you know, I'm a lot more controlled. Yes. Now, now does it. it still hurt to see that the position going against you? Yeah, <laughs> of course it still hurts. But I know that. I have – that more of my trades make money, so I'm okay if I have to take a loss on a trade, it's it's okay. Do I like it? No. (laughs) Of course, nobody likes (laughs) losing. losing. But even in a business, you you can lose money, right? As a commissioned employee, like let's say you're a real estate agent or a licensed insurance agent. I mean you can go out there in the day and drive around all day and not make money. Did you lose money? Yes, because you, you... Gas. food. You know, food, the, the cost of the leads that you went and ran. Yeah. All that cost you money. So technically, yeah. you lost money that day. It's yeah. no different in this yeah. business.
2: for sure. Yeah. But with that note...
1: Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, Thank you
0: guys yeah. for listening. I appreciate it. You know, if you have yes. any questions, definitely reach out and we'll answer as best as we can.
1: Yeah. We'll definitely follow up on another episode and kind of go... More yeah, different. for sure,
2: because there's a mm-hmm. lot more. We didn't even get to go ahead and talk about today about that whole... Uh, doggy, doggy, whatever the heck it's called. Yeah. The, cryptocurrency code, the cryptocurrency is a whole, whole other is a whole other animal, but we're going to talk about that too, but uh, thanks for joining in.
0: Thank you. For sure. <laughs>